0: It's the show after the show. This is the After Nine Podcast with Scott and Kat. Oh, there we are. Hi there.
1: Hey now. Welcome. It's the day after for us. We did our 12-hour radio show yesterday uh, just to do what shift workers I- in healthcare and the first responders do. They do 12-hour shifts, so we thought, as a sh- sign of support, we're going to do a 12-hour show. We did that yesterday, and that was a long day. I already had a ton of respect for our first responders and our healthcare professionals. Now I have even more because 12 hours completely threw off my day. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, you know, we got done and I didn't want to eat during the broadcast because I almost never eat when I'm on the radio. But when I got done, I thought, oh, great, I can finally have dinner. Ah, shit, I got to have, I got to go to bed in two hours. Maybe I shouldn't eat dinner. Like the whole routine is just thrown off when you do those shifts. It was very, very strange. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it was so strange. It was was weird, but it was also so cool. uh, The amount of people that reached out we had dedications and song requests like crazy we heard some amazing stories we heard from hospital foundations so all in all really successful to the point where we might do it again at some point but not anytime soon soon
1: do you want to talk about brian adams or doug ford first
0: oh goodness me um let's get it'll be
1: controversial you know what this is going to be a hot take if you're not in the mood for debate you should probably pause this podcast until you are
0: yeah, I, uh, uh, somebody, uh, okay, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with the podcast listeners right now. I, we talked about how much you and I don't really like Facebook very much at all. Nope. We do it as part of our job and also to get information out there. It's a way to connect with listeners, so we, so we keep it. And, and work
1: kind of requires it.
0: And work also kind of requires it. We kind of have to. I avoid giving my opinions on certain topics. What I'll usually do is... I will post the stories, uh, the controversial ones, and I'll just give you the facts, you know, uh, in the description. Like, this happened Tuesday, he has not commented since, right? Those kind yep. of things. So I did similar uh, this morning when we talked about Brian Adams. And I'll tell you what Brian Adams did, because maybe you're listening to this from the States even, going, I think I remember Brian Adams. Why is he in your news now? Uh, because he hasn't had a good song in a long time. So I'll explain fully what Brian Adams did in a sec. But I decided, somebody asked me point blank. I did just that. I did the, before he disabled his comments, there were 1,600 calling him out for racism. Do you think it's racist? And then one of my Facebook friends said, well, what do you think, Kat? Is this racist or not? So I had to go ahead and give my answer. And I will give my answer here. But first, let me tell you the story. So Brian Adams posted a video to Instagram. Brian Adams was supposed to start a tour at Royal Albert Hall but as he puts it I want to make this clear as he puts it thanks to some fucking bat eating wet market animals selling virus making greedy bastards the whole world is now on hold he went on and on and on he says my message to them other than thanks a fucking lot is just go vegan so a lot of
1: people thought usually that- someone encouraging people to go vegan is not an unpopular opinion usually you don't get shit on for suggesting that you shouldn't eat meat
0: and, <laughs> as you can imagine, some people call this an extremely uh, racist uh, rant, et cetera, et cetera. So, he seems to be sticking by it. He has not deleted this post. So, we've had people tell us, I'd say most people say that they don't think it's racist. I
1: don't think it's racist. From
0: what we've gathered. So someone asked me point blank, do you think it was being racist? So I'll just say here what I said there. What I see is unprofessional. Like, for sure. That's not very professional. And that part's not really in question. And I also, hey, I don't really care what Brian Adams says. And I especially don't care what what Brian Adams has to say about the coronavirus. He's
1: generally fairly irrelevant right now.
0: It's true. He's a mediocre Canadian artist at best.
1: I'm not even going to say sorry. Uh, oh, people I, have all danced to summer of 69 at sure. a fucking wedding or yeah. they heard it when they were sitting by a campfire somewhere and thought it was the greatest thing ever because they were blasted or high. And, and all of a sudden, Brian Adams is an icon. And Sorry, he is a little overrated.
0: In Canada, like there's a bunch of Canadian, you know, we've talked, we've talked in previous podcasts, actually not too long ago um, after the Stronger Together episode aired for COVID-19 and Brian Adams was a part of that. Um about how it just seems like the Canadian media at some points just wanna blow all these artists that aren't great. And then there's other, there are other new up and coming ones too that we should be shining a spotlight on that we're not. So it, it frustrates me. But aside from that, I think uh, you know, outside of the intense language. I mean, he mentioned some theories that were out there. Sure, did some of them possibly get debunked? Yeah, I still don't trust the who knows what the fuck's going on though. So I'm not even sure. Some of that might be right. But the the, the eating bats and the wet markets and the the making the virus in a lab, uh, all those things are actual things that are floating around. Um, he doesn't mention a country or a race in there as well. And I know some people will say it is, uh, it is pretty much said, but not said. Well, but it wasn't said. I don't
1: know. Uh, Uh, A lot of people are having that discussion, though. Yeah. And they're doing it quietly for the most part. Some people want that on Facebook because they want to fight and argue and yada, yada, yada. But for the most part, I think a lot of unpopular opinions get discussed in small circles in private settings. And whether you like it or not, you can't be oblivious to the fact that a lot of people feel that it did come from a bat. Can I tell you exactly why that theory is out there? Sure. Because as soon as I mentioned it this morning, all I did was tweet out the story, and someone instantly was like, Scott, that theory's been debunked, and I can't believe you're spreading this shit. Okay, relax. No, we don't know where the novel coronavirus, COVID-19, is the name of this one, but there are many novel coronaviruses. We don't know exactly where it came from. It's still pretty soon. But... SARS, for example. We all remember SARS. This is what it says under the cause. This is from the World Health Organization. SARS was another novel coronavirus. Severe acute respiratory syndrome. SARS coronavirus, SARS-CoV, virus identified in 2003. Thought to be an animal virus from an as yet uncertain animal reservoir. Perhaps bats. That spread to other animals, cats, and first infected humans in Guangdong province in southern China in 2002. That epidemic affected 26 countries and resulted in more than 8,000 cases. Listen, that's right from the World Health Organization's website on SARS. They're tying in bats right there. It's not an unreasonable stretch for someone to think that bats could have been involved mm-hmm. in the spread of COVID-19. Uh, they say that it is unlikely that somebody ate a bat and got it that way. What's more likely is that the bat infected another animal and somebody ate that animal. But either way, the connection between bats, there's something there. And, and <coughs> you know, I know that the the video, some I guess some girl did a video of her eating a bat. And they debunked that. That oh, that was happen. actually done a couple of years ago. Whatever. I haven't seen that video and I don't give a shit. That's right. Either yeah, It's
0: just her eating a bat bat soup.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Either way, um, there is a connection between bats and the novel coronavirus that, if you would like to read it, is www.who.int. Search SARS. That is the World Health Organization drawing a parallel between bats and a novel coronavirus. So take that out of the equation. There's a lot of people who think They read the overtones of what Brian Adams wrote and thought, oh, it's racist. He's just being anti-Chinese right there. And not necessarily. I don't know where we're at with proving or disproving that it came from a wet market. But there are a lot of indicators to suggest that either way, whether it came from a wet market or it came from a lab, chances are it was one or the other. Is that fair to say? Maybe it's not fair to say that. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but this this is the conversation that people are having. Sure. But
0: all of this um, trying to blame COVID-19 and being racist aside, let's not forget that Brian Adams is a vegan and he's a hardcore vegan. And for those that don't know that, you just got to look at previous posts. He demeans people who eat meat. He does not like it. Um, wet markets are a thing. People do eat bats and other gross animals. He's not a fan of any of it, so he bats, has
1: snakes, cats, dogs, all sorts of stuff.
0: Eh, cows,
1: cows, pigs. Yeah. He yeah. is a
0: vegan, like through and through. And sometimes, when you're like that, you get an extra charge of anger when you are seeing more on television right now in the media. In the media, listen to me. But on television uh, and news reports, you're seeing images and videos of these wet markets, and you're seeing pigs and cows and goats and ducks and fucking all kinds of shit hanging from these wet markets and it infuriates you especially when you are a vegan because you love animals so much and i think that we need to remember that too that that's coming from a love of animals and a fucking hatred for people who eat meat and did he mean it to come out that way i'm not sure but like i said he has not edited the post and he has not taken it down
1: Yeah, I I feel kind of pissed off that Brian Adams has put me in a position where I kind of have to defend Brian Adams because I really don't want to do that. I'm not a fan at all. Uh, But what he said, you probably had the best compromise, Kat. Was it racist? Uh, Probably not. Was it unprofessional? Absolutely it was. That's probably the best way to leave it. Uh, Either way, if this has turned you off of Brian Adams' music... Fine. Let's move on to the current generation. Like you said, let's start celebrating some current Canadian talent. Because I don't think Brian Adams is doing much for the Canadian music scene anymore.
0: Ask yourself if you even had Brian Adams on your playlist to begin with, aside from maybe one song, if that. Anyway, yes, let's move along to Doug Ford, shall
1: we? Go ahead, Scott. All right. Let me read you the story as is. And this was written by the Canadian Press. Premier Doug Ford has admitted that he recently had two of his daughters visit him. Apparently, contrary to official provincial advice, Ford was asked yesterday if the concept of two household bubbles would come to Ontario soon, as it has in other provinces. In his reply, Ford said two of his daughters, who do not live with him, had already visited. Two other daughters do live in the home. The province's coronavirus website, however, advises no contact outside someone's home. Ontario's chief medical officer of health, Dr. David Williams, was asked about this, and he says his advice has not changed. Mm. A couple schools of thought on this one. Some people think, ah, shit, Doug, you told us not to go and visit our family and not to have family come visit us. Couldn't see my mom on Mother's Day. And then you went ahead and had your daughters over. Other people think, yeah, he did it. And so did a lot of other people. There's also people who think, well, he's pretty well um, educated on the subject of the COVID-19 spread. He knows exactly how to do it if he is going to have people over. Mm -hmm. We don't know the circumstances. For all I know, Doug slept in on Mother's Day, came downstairs, and, well, there's the girl sitting there in the living room with his wife wishing her a happy Mother's Day. He might not have invited them over. He might not have known they were coming. It's called plausible deniability. Don't tell dad. (laughs) I've been in that situation. I finished a radio show last week. I walked downstairs and both my kids were sitting in the living room. They don't live with me, but they came over. Here's one thing that I want to stress, though. Doug should be setting an example. Yes. However, Doug deserves praise for being proactive in admitting that. So that's good. Uh, You can give him a little bit of credit for at least being honest about it. However. I don't think that the current public health rules. Are a one size fits all. They have to, as a province, and Dr. David Williams, well respected doctor, he's our chief medical officer of health here in Ontario. He has to say things like no outside contact, contact. We've got to flatten the curve, stop the spread, all the different expressions. No outside contact. You don't have contact with anybody who doesn't actually live with you. Okay, that's all well and good. But Us regular people have learned a lot in the last 10 weeks. And one of the things that I've learned is if I'm in isolation, which I am, I do not leave my house unless I absolutely have to. When I do, I come right home when I'm done and I take every precaution necessary while I am out. I'm safe. My girlfriend works from home. She doesn't leave the house unless it's important. We're both isolated from the outside world. Doing every, as much as we possibly can to not get infected. I don't think there's a problem with me seeing her on weekends. I really don't. And I think Doug probably thought the same thing. In fact, before the long weekend, he was saying to people, use your judgment, use your common sense. Doug wasn't going to tell people flat out, no way, stay away from your mother. Right. He just said, use common sense, take precautions. You know what? If you really, he knew full well, people were going to go and see mom. And by the way, I don't mind admitting, I did go see my mom. I did. Now, it was a very small gathering of just her and I, but I did go and see her. We did sit more than six feet apart. I was on one side of the living room. She was on the other, but I actually went into her house. I'm okay because I know that my responsibility in that is to protect my mother she's older she's in that vulnerable demographic i would not have put her in a situation that i would be worried about Mm -hmm. i.e there's a chance that i may have been compromised so i better not go see my mom because if there was even a chance that i'd been compromised i wouldn't have done that but i'm pretty confident in everything i've done so far okay my mom uh, i'm not really worried about her giving it to me because she doesn't go anywhere she hasn't been out of the house in three weeks. Uh, sorry, uh, almost three months. So I know the risk is minimal there. And I'm sure Doug probably did the exact same thing. Doesn't change the fact that it was probably a bad example to set, though.
0: Right. So, that, well, that's what, I, that's what a lot of people are saying. I was just going to say that. Is there something to be said for lead by example? And that was the only thing. Or, you know what, Dougie? Uh, come on today. Make it extremely clear for people what they can and can't do. And I don't think you can. You don't think that, that you can?
1: I don't think you can put a whole bunch of ifs and buts and stuff like that in there because then it does get too confusing to too many people. And you know as well as I do. Well, but you know of-
0: he's doing that. You know he's doing the ifs and the buts. If he was extremely uncomfortable with his daughters being there, he would not have made it happen. He would have said, stay away from me. You, got, you guys got to go. Love you. But I'll see you in hopefully a couple of weeks. But for now, get out. And he didn't do that.
1: No, so, he didn't, but you know as well as I do that a, a lot of people are taking calculated risks. Let's go back to the example of me seeing my girlfriend on weekends. Is there any danger in that? So I don't see any danger in that.
0: Right, so you're, you're definitely assessing based on your own situation. For me, it sucks because my dad, um, I don't know if I mentioned before or not, but he does work in a hospital. So I am still at work, so I physically risk people at my work if I go and see my dad and let's say, God forbid, and God, I hope he doesn't get it, but he said it's extremely safe. I Let's say he passes on to me or worse, even I pass it on to him and he's doing all the right things or my mom. That worries me too. We are still out and about. We are still working. We are not isolated completely. I'm still going to work every day and he is still going to work every day, which means see? I couldn't get close to my mom. So that was my situation and I did what I felt was right. And and I, I get your point there. My thing is with Doug is that he was very adamant it seemed before this came out that you just don't do it right you just see people from a distance and you do all these things but then he had all his kids over just make it clear that you need to assess your own circumstance but i understand you are walking a fine line if you say that to people but then you know what you got to just suck it up and not see your family then because again people are looking at you as an example of what the province should be doing is my only is my only thing i don't think he necessarily did anything wrong by seeing his daughters uh but i do think it's it seems a little wrong that he's not clarifying a little bit more or saying assess your situation and making that clear and up until now he hasn't done that
1: I I don't disagree with you. I do think that he probably put himself. This was a a self-inflicted wound politically, and it did give the people who don't like him, no matter what he does or doesn't do. It did give them a lot of ammunition to start taking shots at him. Part of the reason they take so many shots at him is because people on the other side of the political spectrum took so many shots at Justin Trudeau for the way that he has acted. So I, I get it. It's just this shouldn't be a political thing. And while I do think it is a great policy for the province to say flat out, no exceptions, nobody goes to see anybody that they don't live with. I think common sense tells the majority of us who have done everything they can to protect themselves, whether or not it is or isn't okay. Hey, in your case, it's probably a smart decision on your part to not risk it. Yeah, your dad works in a hospital. There's a chance that uh, he could have it. He could spread it to your mom. Your mom could spread it to you. You are still going to work. You could spread it to somebody unintentionally. So I do think that you've made the right decision. In my personal circumstance, I think I'm making the right decision. It's a calculated risk with very, very little chance of something going wrong. But the province dr david williams there or the, the premier can't just go on tv and say okay well here's where it's okay here's where it's not okay just as a blanket policy not okay mm-hmm. and then if you need to use your judgment you go ahead and use your judgment mm-hmm. either way the hospitals will be open if you or someone you love gets sick just try and not get anybody sick and i still stand by everybody should feel a responsibility to not infect someone else that i think is the best way to get this under control uh uh, why aren't the golf courses open yet? Have we had this discussion? I, yeah, I, I think today co- they're going to had announce this
0: that discussion multiple times. It's still there's no announcement on it. I, I we people both people are have,
1: asking me though, like daily. Why aren't the golf courses open? Phone Doug. Uh, I'm not phoning Doug to ask him to open the golf course. I, I
0: mean, I, I stay the same as I did last week. I, I don't see why this can't happen and happen soon. The weather has been shit here anyway, so I don't think a lot of golfers there were there were a couple days in there. I'm sure where you were you especially Scott were probably like antsy to get out there on the golf course those nice days that we had but it's been shit aside from that so that probably has helped but they need to make an announcement about that soon and i don't see why they can't make this happen and because it's social distance friendly it really is
1: here's the problem and i had this discussion i had two discussions with people on facebook today and we'll do both of these before we get to the replay of missed connections here's the problem with golf it's very very difficult to say to families no little timmy and and susie can't go to the park and kick a soccer ball around but the middle-aged white men can go out and play their sport it's hard to do that and sorry but golf's primary demographic is middle-aged white men who typically tend to be a little bit better off financially it's an expensive sport to play uh but here's the difference with that when you go out and play golf you number one uh, are an adult there is a fair amount of supervision you can facilitate physical distancing you do have to sign a waiver and by nature it's non-contact soccer baseball Hockey, lacrosse, eh, that might be a little bit different, particularly when it's not supervised. There's a reason the NBA is allowed to start practicing now, but regular kids can't just go down to the park and shoot some hoops. It's very well structured and supervised, and they had to submit a plan, and the golf courses have to do the exact same thing before they will be allowed to reopen. Uh, Golf also employs a lot of people, particularly students seasonal work that gets those kids paid a lot of money they do everything from cut the grass to drive around the carts and uh it's hurting the economy in that sense too that the courses are not open so i get it they don't want to tell the middle-aged white men yeah you can go play your sport but then tell the the little peewee and mite players sorry you can't go and play ball hockey though that's not allowed right i get it uh the other question i had come up this morning is Why haven't they just closed the schools for the rest of the year? Why are they dragging this out? The province now says next week they'll make an announcement on schools. Uh, To me, that's an easy one. The numbers are going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Everything is coming down. And while some people are definitely not excited about sending their kids back to school because it could be dangerous, there's a lot of people who really need to get back to work. And school is where they send their kids while they're at work. That's the way it's always worked. That's the way the system was set up to work. And people can't go to work unless their kids are in school or in daycare. And unless they open up the schools and daycares, we can't fully get back to regular routine. I'm not surprised they haven't done it. Imagine if they had canceled school back in March or in April, like some people were calling for. Imagine that. And then we got to a point like we're trending towards now. Where there isn't really many new cases being reported. Where the cases that are reported are under control. People are self-isolating and there's really not a ton of risk out there to the public. People would be screaming bloody murder. Why are the kids not in school? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I I think it's probably the best to just take that wait and see approach. They don't have to make an announcement on the school year now. At the end of the day, I don't think they're going to reopen the schools. But I also don't see any reason to make that official right now. I mean, technically, kids are supposed to be learning at home. Teachers are teaching from home. It's really not that big a transition to send them back to the physical building. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying. Uh, it'll be interesting, but I, I would assume that we will get a, something on this this week. No,
1: they said next week. Next They'll make week. an announcement okay. on that, although okay. it wouldn't surprise me if they sped that up. But one thing I do want to say is when this discussion was raging on my Facebook page today, Somebody said, well, you know, I've already been told by my kid's teacher. They've been told they're not going back. Really? I, I don't know who told your kid's teacher that or if they just made it up or pulled it out of their ass. But absolutely nothing has come down from the Ministry of Education. Sure. You have Zero. To,
0: yeah. And you have to remember the amount of parents. I, I know like I'm just from just speaking to my friends who have school aged children saying it doesn't matter to me because I'm not letting my kid in there.
1: A lot of people are yeah. like that. And you know what? That's a choice you have to make. If they do reopen the schools, I would hope that we do what Quebec did. I don't think Quebec schools should be reopened right now, but at least they made it attendance optional. It certainly wasn't mandatory. Nobody was being docked to anything because they didn't go, and it's not like their attendance record was negatively affected. It's completely optional to go back to school right now. It does seem like they did a lot of work, though, as far as distancing and restructuring the classrooms and closing down the play structures at schools. It seems like they're fairly organized there. I just think it might have been a little bit too soon. Either way, if Quebec, which has more than half the country's cases, mm-hmm. and Montreal, which has half of Quebec's cases, can get back to to normal and still curb the spread there's no reason the rest of the country can't because it seems like it's raging in quebec and they have a much bigger problem than we do here in ontario in any case uh that's the uh, all i've got to say was there anything else we needed to touch on
0: I don't think so. I think that's about it. Um, So
1: basically, Brian Adams is unprofessional, but not racist. (laughs) Doug Ford shouldn't have had his daughters over, but we all know that everybody or a lot of other people are doing it anyway. (laughs) Use your common sense. Uh, nothing has been announced about the schools and the golf courses. Uh, They're probably holding off on announcing anything because they don't want to seem like they're pandering to the middle-aged white people.
0: Maybe, maybe. But you know what I'm thinking too, Scott? They might save that golf announcement for a time where they think that they need to put in a little bit of good news or something uplifting,
1: right? I think people are going to see it as bad news. I think the day they announce those golf courses are opening.
0: Then tell me who you are and the reasoning why. Because I, for the life of me, how those people never golfed, I, for the life of me, Take away the carts. Fine. Okay. You got to walk. That's the thing. And you got to either prepay a and set up your tea time. And the tea times are spread out very, very wide. And you come alone. If those are the rules in place, why the fuck not? I don't understand it.
1: Here's the problem. Everybody wants what someone else has throughout this whole pandemic. It's been like that. Nobody wants to, nobody can say, Oh, I'm really supportive of the golf courses reopening. Even though my sport isn't reopened. They think if golf's open, then this should be open. And if that's open, then this should be open. Uh, Even people that have a job. Well, if they get the CERB, I want something from the government. You can't please everybody. And people will be pissed off about it. This Basically that's the way it works in this pandemic. People are angry, they're frustrated, and they're lashing out, particularly on social media. Particularly middle-aged Canadian washed-up rock singers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well said scott well said yeah uh,
1: we will, all right thank you everybody yeah
0: we will have another podcast out um probably in a couple of days maybe uh thursday maybe earlier depending on what goes down tomorrow but we thank you for your patience sorry we couldn't have one out yesterday but like scott mentioned off the top we did a 12-hour broadcast it was a very 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 long day uh and we did miss- the next
1: podcast by the way we'll try and do no covid no politics stuff we'll just yeah. do all the sex stuff that made us famous in the first we'll- place
0: <laughs> we'll have a little bit of fun with the sex stuff and a couple other things that we'll get to too uh, but first here you go friends uh, we end this with yesterday's edition and it's an inch it's it, this was a fucked up edition right
1: oh like, this one was messed people? up totally yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I- enjoy everybody it's missed connections
1: this is where we connect people that have had an encounter in the past one person can't find the other so they decided to tell the story online you know those places where you might see missed connections on the internet we read those and bring you the best right here On the beat.
0: This is called In Front of the ER Vet. It's a man looking for a woman. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. You're hot. Tall, dark haired woman. You were on your phone outside the emergency vet Sunday. I was actually at the place next door, but walked over to get close to you. You were sobbing because your dog died or something.
1: (laughs) You seem very, very caring so far.
0: You were talking to maybe a boyfriend on the phone, but I don't care. You said you'd give anything to be able to see him so he could comfort you. Silly lady, I was standing right there beside you. (laughs) I gave you an air hug and told you everything's going to be okay. Shortly after that, you stepped back inside the vet. I would love if you looked on here and you saw this.
1: You know, after your dog dies, that's such a sad and surreal moment. And you're thinking, oh, I'd really love to be comforted and consoled by my partner. Not by some guy who thought this was an appropriate time to try and pick you up. (laughs)
0: Some rando that was next door waiting for his burrito to be done or something. (laughs) Hey. Seriously. pretty
1: lady, I'm coming in for an air hug. I think it was your boyfriend. I don't care. Uh, maybe she <laughs> does. It's entirely possible that she's in a loving relationship and she just wants a little bit of consolation from her partner, not from the guy who thinks crying woman, dead dog, score.
0: <laughs> I think that gives me the green light.
1: <laughs> Seriously,
0: what are you doing? Uh, he's a douchebag.
1: Oh, he totally is, cat. I mean, Some people just do not know how to read the room. (laughs) Tears, never a good time to pick up. Never a good time to pick up. Doesn't matter if they're happy or sad tears. That's not the time.
0: You know, there's all kinds of these types, and it's not just guys. No, no, no. I bring you the next misconnection, which was written out by a woman looking for a man. It's called My Background Babe. I was the professional. The one you could tell was wearing an office-appropriate top, but I wasn't wearing bottoms in the Zoom meeting. You were my coworker's gorgeous shirtless husband. You repeatedly walked through the room behind her during our meeting.
1: <laughs>
0: if you don't make it through this quarantine together, please find me. I'll be in your ex's company directory. Love,
1: Amy. Amy?! Okay, first off, willing the pandemic to ruin a relationship so you can slide in there with your coworker's husband. Not okay. Second off, Zoom's great, isn't it? If you really pay attention in a Zoom chat, particularly coming from people's homes, you can see all kinds of cool stuff. Shirtless husband walking around. Uh, that's probably quite the distraction. Sure. But,
0: but whose husband's doing that, though? Like, I am i mean, I've taken part in several Skype calls um, with work. Never once did my husband just be like, no, now's the time to walk around naked. <laughs> Who does
1: this? <laughs> yeah, I really feel like I want a sandwich, but I got to go nips out for this one. I, I Just in case the, the wife is on a Zoom call or something like that. Seriously. Amy. Sur- survey the room. If anybody's got earbuds in or they're in front of the computer and it looks like it might be a chat, yeah, you might want to put some clothes on. <laughs> oh, and by the way, did Amy say that she was pantsless during the Zoom oh, chat?
0: That's another thing that I just kind of Yeah, she she was wearing her appropriate meeting top and she let everybody know that she had no pants on.
1: So, was she like doing the one handed type when she started seeing <laughs> husband there? Or?
0: I don't know what company this is, but maybe we should all just learn from this
1: that everyone's hands have to be in the
0: picture in the frame at all times. <laughs> hands up! Uh, Amy, uh, I don't see your hands.
1: Amy, there might be an earthquake or something happening. Your laptop's really shaking hard.
0: <laughs> I really am enjoying this meeting
1: <laughs>
0: on future plans. <laughs>
1: Amy, Amy, you cannot will the pandemic to break up a marriage so you can slide in there.
0: Katrina, can you slide your laptop to the right a little bit? I lost track of your husband. There he is. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll be <laughs> I'll be in your wife's uh, contact directory if you need to find me. Amy, Amy. Unbelievable.